Welcome to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that happened with these latest Black Friday sale, what we found out about some of the, the different things that Rare's going to be putting out there into the world, and maybe if you want them, also a couple stories from you, and that's about it for this week, so let's dive into it. All right, Pirates. So uh, this week, I wanted to thank all the patrons. Uh, The patrons keep coming, they keep joining, and they keep supporting me. It has made a huge difference in how I take care of the the podcast. Uh, Their support means a lot to me, and they get the benefits of having their name called out on the show. So I wanted to thank Cosmic Johnson for signing up, uh, Regis Stilla. Uh, I wanted to thank Brett Bristow, as well as Big Bad Pad, uh, CJ, um, Chateau Neuf, and as well as El Jefe Esteban. Uh, thank you guys so much for for supporting me, for supporting the podcast. I've been doing this for years now. Uh, we're moving into, um, what is it now? Gosh, the we're going into the third year, I guess now. And it means a lot. They, they get the podcast ad-free. They get the podcast um, on a special feed. So if you head over to the Patreon and you want to get the ad-free version, there's a special RSS feed that you can put into your podcatcher of choice choice to automatically get the episode downloaded to you free uh for that as well too or not free i guess you have to pay for the patreon in that instance but um i i just appreciate them doing this it means a lot to me and and i'm thankful for their support and if you don't have a way to support me through patreon that's fine if you sail around and you're talking to people toss out keel hall podcast as a as a recommendation for news and stuff i always want to make sure that you guys are getting all of the news that comes out uh whether it's it's interesting or not maybe it's just a weird thing and i think that that was one of those things where um I have been been really enjoying just kind of sharing your stories as well, too. So news, stories, my thoughts on what's coming down the line. Uh, I think we have some really interesting things that are that are coming in the near future that I, I can't wait to talk about when maybe a little more hints get pushed to it. Uh, I, if you know that there was a, a tweet that I put out recently about a picture that I had with uh, Lorena and the caption, um, I think I might be having uh, a little teaser there. So uh, check that out if you guys happen to find it. If you saw it and you and you read it and you didn't think much of it, maybe take another look at that because that might have something to do with the future. Uh, it's tough to say, but um, I'll see if I can grab that uh, link to that post and leave it in the show notes. But um, yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's some changes on the seas. The wind is is changing uh, with old Captain Logan. I've been on the seas a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff, and uh, maybe maybe it's time to maybe reevaluate how I uh, how I look at things and. Uh, give give some things some some different thoughts you know maybe not arena uh, arena is still kind of in the same spot but there's there's some people out there that maybe i could warm up to i guess you could say boy there pirates i hope you're all having a great time a great week a great holiday it is thanksgiving here in the states and uh, we are celebrating it the way we normally do as best we can given the circumstances that we're dealing with right now which is a vague way of saying that coconut fever sucks and a lot of Friends and family don't get to hang out the way they typically do. Maybe that's for the best, though. Although I hear a lot of bad stories at Thanksgiving from family members that you probably don't want to be around. So if that's you, awesome. If it's not, I'm sorry. But 
we don't have a whole lot of news going on in Sea of Thieves. In fact, it's been rather quiet, but I imagine some of that probably has to do with the fact that a lot of what's going on is not in the game. It's actually outside of the game. And we're talking about Black Friday. That's right. Every year around this time, Black Friday comes around and a lot of companies partake in the sales, a way to push content uh, or not content, but, you know, cosmetics or no, what am I trying to say? Merchandise. They're trying to sell merchandise. And we've had a lot of stuff go on sale recently. And Rare has been uh, selling a lot of stuff pertaining to uh, Banjo and Kazooie, uh, as well as the Battletoads game and some Sea of Thieves merch as well, too. So hopefully you all had an opportunity to check this out. Uh, by the time you listen to this, there's a good chance that the sale is actually over, though some of these products are probably still going to be made available. Um, if you're ever curious and you'd love to know kind of where you could actually go to get some of these, uh, it's real easy. Head over to raregames.store forward slash rare dash store dash exclusives. And that's how you're going to find some of these things. Now, if you've already taken a look, you might have seen something that we uh, weren't really expecting with the with the the kind of announcement. Um, you know, Black Friday usually comes, and uh, in the past we've had some good some good deals on some uh, cosmetics. Last year we had some deals on cosmetics, and uh, it was really kind of nice. Um, this year we have that in some cases, uh, but in one instance it's actually really interesting because we found out that Monopoly now has a Sea of Thieves version. Now, if you're not familiar with Monopoly, I'm really surprised. It's probably one of the most prolific games that you can purchase, uh, board games or tabletop games that you can purchase at just about any retailer in the world. Uh, and they tend to do a lot of themes. In fact, if you're not familiar, they've done just about every movie, TV show, and or comic uh, character a lot of games are starting to show up. I'm pretty sure we've seen Fortnite. Um, and my, you know, when I think Sea of Thieves, and maybe this is just kind of how my mindset is because of what Sea of Thieves was perceived as when it first came out. Sometimes I forget that it's been almost three years since the game has come out and a lot has changed. Uh, because right now, looking at this Monopoly board, uh, the front cover has three characters on it that were not in the game when the game launched, which is extremely surprising considering all things considered, you, you would think that Monopoly would kind of kind of bunker down and, and have some of the things that that are in the game that that weren't that were there at the start. But really, the only things that were there are the Kraken and, uh, well, Blunder Outpost. That's about it. There's a Nightwolf uh, galleon in there. There's a, a new type of ship, a brigantine, that has a yellow and white uh, livery set. And it also has a, a red flower on the mainsail and on the uh, top flag. And we haven't seen this in game. We're not quite sure where, where it came from or how it pertains to this. And if they're able to render this out, it is assumed that this is probably something that will be coming to the game. Uh, we don't really know when or, or if it's tied to maybe a new tall tale. Uh, I imagine it will. Um, we already have the Wild Rose set, so uh, it can't be that. So we're just kind of waiting to see maybe if this is something that's tied to an upcoming event. But we have Lissetti, uh, we have our Reaper, and we have uh, Rathbone, or the Gold Hoarder, 
on the uh, the front cover. And if you're looking to purchase this, I do want to kind of iterate. This is a limited edition rare store exclusive. Uh, you can pre-order it now. Uh, the pre-order goes for $50 US, which is uh, going to be a little bit less in the UK, but it's going to vary depending on where you purchase it. I'm sure if you purchase it in Canada, it'll probably be more expensive as well as uh, Australia, depending on what the current exchange rate is uh, for, for the USD at the moment in your country. So yeah, 50 bucks. Um, that is That is definitely something that uh, fans of the game are going to go for uh i would if is this wasn't kind of the time where money is probably the tightest for me um obviously this is this is just my personal point where i i feel like i can't buy it i would love to buy it i'd love to have it on my back shelf but i uh i just can't justify it at the moment um i'm hoping that this isn't as limited as they say and if you're curious if it's just the board game then yeah it, it pretty much is there is a gold cursed macaw that is going to be put in with this as well too so there's a code that's going to come with the game if you've uh if you've taken a look at the rpg tabletop game that had a uh, livery sales uh for the lord guardian sales that that same situation where uh when you buy this you'll be getting a gold cursed macaw that will be coming to the Pirate Emporium, if I remember correctly. I believe this is coming to the Pirate Emporium at a later date. Uh, I do not believe that it will be made available prior to 2021, though. So this is going to be coming out in January, the beginning of January, pending everything going well-ordered. The cool thing about this, though, is it actually has uh, the the pieces and the board are all based around the, the game. So if you get a chance to take a look at the board, it has uh, different islands as the different properties that you can go to, which is a, a funny thing to think about um, when you're actually looking at the, uh, at the at the actual board and thinking like how Sea of Thieves works. And the, the railroad stations are the different reputations uh, minus the hunter's call and the uh, sea dogs. And I, I just think it's a really pretty board. I think it's cool that Sea of Thieves is now at a point where they have managed to get uh, popular enough to be able to justify doing a Monopoly board. So uh, I would imagine that the, the gentlemen over at Rare uh, who, who take care of this have been working on this uh, for a long time. And uh, kudos to them for managing to get this. If you're curious about the type of pieces that are available, there is a compass a skull, the shroud breaker, a galleon, a pig, and a chest. Uh, looks like a captain's chest. Uh, those are going to be the six pieces that are made available for the players to be able to play with. And of course, like the money itself is all going to be uh, themed in in actual currency as well too. But they'll they'll have like the reaper's mark on everything, and they'll have like a merchant or Athena gold hoarder, uh, the the uh, bilge rat or the hunter's call order cells. Those are going to be all kind of the main uh, symbols uh, fitting. The bilge rat is actually the the one dollar currency on that, whereas the Athena is the five hundred dollar currency for this. Uh, really funny to see kind of where the the, the kind of lines lay as far as what they considered valuable versus not. Um, this was really cool. Uh, again, it's one of those things where ah, I'd love to pick it up. 
I'd love to add it to my collection of Sea of Thieves merch. This is just a little outside of the realm of possible for me right now. But I don't know that there's any reason why these uh, couldn't be made available at a later date, um, depending on deals. But if you're looking to get this for someone, say yourself, maybe for Christmas, or or maybe you know someone uh, who's a, a good friend of yours and um, you want to get them a gift, or you have a loved one that would really get a kick out of this, or a family you'd love to sit down and play Sea of Thieves with in Monopoly form, this is going to be available, but it's not going to actually release until after the new year. So just kind of keep that in mind as maybe like an IOU to uh, to folks who are, are going to be looking to to want to pick this up. The other exciting thing that happened this weekend, uh, which actually is just ending up uh, as the time of the recording, was the Gold and Glory weekend that was going on from November 27th to the 30th. And I hope you guys had a good time with it. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the gold pickings that you had out there. You got your reputation up. I know a few people were going out there trying to work on their Athena's fortune, and uh, there was a pretty good pretty good time uh, that I that that I had. I, I went out with. Um, Lady Ursula, Mina Ferry from the Keelhauled podcast, as well as Sightless Combat for our Sunday morning stream. And we had a pretty good time uh, going out, just working on some quests. Uh, we were subsequently attacked by a sloop in our galleon, which was really weird. They tried to uh, sink us, I guess. I don't know. We weren't really, we were turning in a few things. It wasn't like we had a whole lot that we had worked on. Uh, we were working on one of the Grey Morrow voyages that ended up on Crook's Hollow. And we went over to Plunder Outpost to go turn those in. And as we were over there just kind of turning stuff in, the sloop sailed up to us uh, and proceeded to try and take us out. Well, it just didn't really work out for them. See, they they sailed by and uh, they came about. And as they were getting ready to, to try and uh, put some shots into our galleon, I was able to get aboard and uh, subsequently drop their anchor, which, you know, is kind of dead in the water when you're ship is sitting there and even with uh lady ursula and sightless combat and mina fairy uh over there on the galleon they still managed to put some holes in our ship and uh it was getting kind of hairy there for a bit because uh we we got some shots in thankfully uh lady ursula put in most of the damage into their ship while mina helped try and make sure that she got a couple shots in but made sure that we stayed afloat. And uh, thanks to Lady Ursula's uh, heavy handiwork on the cannons and uh, my work on the uh, sloop actually getting the uh, the guys not locked down and getting the ship locked down, uh, we managed to come away with a fair amount of uh, treasure that we able we were able to turn in. And while we didn't get a whole lot uh, knocked out in that, that two-hour stream uh, that we typically do, it was nice to get some free loot uh, to be able to turn in for the Golden Glory weekend. So it was really, really awesome of the them and we also managed to sail over to the shores of plenty after that and did some of our our uh, traditional uh, uh, actual fishing because uh, i don't know if you guys don't know but uh sightless combat he's an xbox ambassador he's been on the the podcast in the past and we're working on getting him to pirate legend it's going to take a while but we're looking forward to seeing it happen and the way we're doing it is through uh order of souls as well as the gold hoarders and the hunter's call uh fishing is one of the few things that is the most accessible in the game and uh, especially Especially for for someone without sight and he really enjoys it he's really good at it he can really tell like when things are are uh, good to turn in or, or not turn in reel in 
he can tell when uh, it's a really good time to reel in the fish and he does a really good job of not losing them. Uh, and we're just slowly working on getting him up to pirate legend. So we've been having a good time with that and it was really fun. We had a really good time. I know also in uh, discord, there's been a few people that have gone out and spent some time on the seas. Um, I didn't get to spend as much time this weekend as I want, but at the same time, I'm also okay with not necessarily needing all of the gold uh, that that was available this weekend. And with my Athena rep being what it is, I'm kind of okay just slowly taking that uh, little by little. I'm not too, too worried about uh, when I'll hit 20 for that because it's kind of the last grind, you know? It's, it's that last bit of uh, reputation that I can really work on and, and do on my own outside of arena, but I'm sure you guys already know how I feel about that. So it was great to see. Um, I did want to uh, put in Captain Nev's uh, first mate's log that he put in. If you guys aren't familiar with this, I haven't had one in a while. And uh, part of that's because of just the number of guests that I've had on. But I do love the first mate's log. It's a channel that's in our Discord server. And if uh, if you want, you can send it in through an email. You can also message it through me to Twitter or however, however you can get a hold of me. You can always send your first mate's log. And if there's ever a time like this when, you know, there's not a whole lot really going on with Sea of Thieves. Uh, we're kind of in the middle of, of Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Uh, the devs are taking some time off and we're currently just working on our uh, Tales of the Damned stuff. Uh, or, or yeah, Tales of the Damned. Wow. I've completely already forgot what this update was called, um, but we're already working on that. I've, I've knocked out all of that and I've just kind of been sitting back and seeing when the next update for Sea of Thieves is, is uh, going to happen. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of other stuff going on in the gaming universe. So for me, I've been actually really busy with a ton of other stuff going on. So I haven't had uh, a whole lot of time to focus on Sea of Thieves with like World of Warcraft and uh, uh, the new expansion coming out as well as Destiny 2 and the, the raid that we're working on in that one. And uh, just playing some other games as well. You know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is out. That's a really good one. And then, of course, we've got Cyberpunk 2077 coming out uh, on the 10th. So it's just been a really busy time right now. And and I've kind of enjoyed the fact that um, Sea Thieves is, is kind of extending this uh, this update to, to kind of push it out till the December update that November was really just kind of a, a moment where we could kind of take a breath and let the, the team kind of make sure things are going well. Um, they're working on some big stuff. Like I mentioned before, if you guys haven't been over to the Insiders, uh, they're making sure that there's a lot of content in there that is going to really kind of shape the future of Sea of Thieves and how it how it persists. Um, I can't really say much more about that. It's not much more than what Joe Neitz talked about, but I'm sure if you guys have had an opportunity to jump in there, uh, you're already familiar with what I'm referring to. And uh, I would I would like to hear what some folks uh, think about it um, when it is something that we can actually talk about, because it's it's going to be interesting. See how that all turns out. I'm interested. But getting back to the point of what I was saying, Captain Nev wrote into the first mate's log over on Discord and says, piracy at its finest my humble crew darth mander and witch king robin didn't realize what adventure the seas would take us on we set off in our ship the red baron from daggertooth outpost to fight shadow skeletons uh, we might 
we might a kind sloop, or we met a kind sloop who allianced with us. Uh, we said our farewell at the Fort of the Damned, and off we went to light all the beacons aflame, the last one at Devil's Ridge. Uh, we set it a pretty white light, but volcanic skeletons had just arrived to start a ritual to unearth Red Ruth, who, if you don't know, is one of the uh, Ashen Lords. Uh, battled her, uh, we battle her, we did, but then came a brig. We were all we were well stocked and fired our cannons and shattered any incoming borders. I boarded their ship, Robin blasted their ship, and with many cannonballs as he had. They finally sunk and were able to claim our well-deserved rewards from the Ashen Lord. Ashen treasures, and above it all, the Ashen Lord's skull. We departed to see our friends coming back. They were lucky. A skeleton galleon came upon us firing their cannons and we wanted to leave and we dodged our way out of the fight and left the brig and the galleon to fight in the red sea but they weren't done yet we were headed for galleon's grave outpost but they just kept pursuing us and we scuttled our ship and left in our rowboat for morrow's peak outpost they lost our scent and we went and went looking for us but nowhere could we be found we turned in all our treasure. Be mindful of the Red Baron. We may be nice, but we can still fight hard. <laughs> I love those rowboat plays. Um, I've actually had a couple of those uh, recently, and you never know like how it's going to turn out. If you're going to be able to, to get the actual rowboat, or if you are the one in the rowboat, if you're going to get away with it, it's always always really sketchy uh and and the best you can do is just hope that uh you can you can turn and uh, use rocks to your advantage um kudos to you captain nev and darth mander and witch king robin on getting all of your treasure turned in uh i was sailing with um davin or uh davrim and uh we were we were having a really good time but we were sailing last weekend and unfortunately uh, we went for a few hours, maybe a few hours uh, was just a little too long because we had quite the hull uh, on our sloop and we were doing really well. We had sunk a few ships, we had taken out uh, the, the Captain Flameheart fleet event and we're working on finishing up the Lorena uh, uh, build trap voyages when we got a little thirsty and headed out to the Devil's Roar and were pursued by a uh, reapers now bear in mind we were also running reapers in fact we had been reapers five for a while but we also had our reapers mark up and a uh, chest a reapers chest on our ship as well so there was very little to say that we weren't ready for pvp and we were ready for pvp but as we were sailing towards uh morrow's out peak or morrow's outpost we were betting on a shroud or shores of gold play we figured that would be the best way for us to be able to uh, ditch out this this galleon. It would be the fun thing to do. So we headed over to Galleon's grave, and both of us hopped off and uh, hit the pirate tail, or hit the the pirate legend tail, the tall tail, to get the shores of gold. And as I was coming back, uh, this was the killer because as I was coming back, uh, I noticed that our gal or our sloop has uh, had just hit two kegs in the water from uh barrels of plenty i landed just in time to see our ship burst up into uh, a bunch of flames and explosions and it was too much 
uh, because the galleon had the wind and they were coming down upon us. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was a real shame because once they got our mast down, uh, they were able to board and they were able to get uh, kill us and our ship already had two kegs worth of holes so the the kegs really kind of did it in for us if we hadn't uh worried about that we probably could have managed um dealing with them because we had actually already dealt with uh two galleons earlier that night uh both of them pretty pretty hungry for for sloop food and uh yeah you know sometimes it doesn't always work out uh we lost a lot of treasure but at the end of the night it was a risky play and we didn't we didn't come out the other side of it and it's the first time in a while i think i've lost a a fair amount of treasure usually i'm the type that likes to turn in treasure more frequently um because it just i really it's one of those things like i mentioned i think in the past uh, i like to deny treasure more than i like to to have it as a, a big haul for me the big haul isn't what's cool about uh the treasure it's it's being able to 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 cash it in and and uh, have that gold uh but also to deny that gold from other players so um with those two stories uh, I'm curious to hear from some of you guys. I, I really want to know. Uh, so write in to me. Let me know if you've had a really good rowboat play and if a rowboat has saved you in the past. And if so, what was the furthest you had to 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 row to get your treasure safely turned in? I really want to know because going from Galleon's Grave to Morrow's Outpost is pretty, pretty long. I think the, the last time I did it, I was uh, over at lonely isle and i rode to dagger tooth outpost that was the last time i i had to do that uh so i'm curious it, have you gone further than i have have you gone further than captain nev and his crew have what's the furthest you've had when it comes to uh doing a, a rowboat play as it were Ahoy there, pirates. Uh, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. If you don't know, hopefully you've already had an opportunity to take advantage of some of the deals that have been going on with Black Friday, with Cyber Monday. Uh, but if you don't know, you can actually pick up the new Xbox wireless controllers over on Microsoft.com or Xbox.com actually for 20 bucks off. So $40 for a brand new Series X, Series S controller. I love these controllers. The, the build quality is solid. It feels really good in your hands. The grip on the matte finish is amazing. It's very tactile. It feels really good to feel like it's it's comfortable as well as on the triggers as well. And this share button is really nice. The, the D-pad's excellent. I've really enjoyed mine. And for $40 down from 60 that's a that's a big deal uh for a lot of us so just wanted to give you guys the heads up if you're looking to pick up a new controller they are backwards and forwards compatible i'm using my series x controller right now for my xbox one in the other room just because i love it so much and i don't want to cause too much more uh wear and tear on the cyberpunk and sea of thieves ones that i have so um, i'm looking forward to this uh just as a side note though green man gaming has a lot of really good sales going on right now. Uh, that is one of the affiliate links in the show notes. Please head over to Green Man Gaming if you are a uh, console or not a console player. If you're a PC player and you're looking to save money on Steam, uh, Green Man Gaming is a great way to get codes for different launchers at a better deal. Use the affiliate link in the show notes to help out with that.
And I wanted to thank you all for listening to the advertisements if you did hear those. Uh, next, I wanted to take an interesting approach. Um, a lot of uh, other podcasts I've noticed have gone around ranking things. And I thought, you know what? I never rank stuff. I should do a ranking once. And uh, I think the last time I did do this was actually last year towards the end of the year when we were talking about how uh, 2019 had rounded out and how we were feeling about it compared to 2018. So I wanted to take a quick look and just talk about some of the updates that we did get this year, um, especially given the, the situation. This year has been a rough year. Let's be honest. This has been an amazingly rough year for everyone. And to have an opportunity to still put out content, which is all content that is coming free to the game, uh, we tend to forget that as we expect content to come out. And while we're not operating on any kind of uh, costing expansion like World of Warcraft or uh, Battle Pass like a, a Fortnite or Destiny, um, a lot of the revenue stream tends to come from Pirate Emporium or purchases of the game, especially considering the game has been pretty cheap uh, lately. I think that the standard MSRP is around $40 in America, but I've definitely seen it down to 30, even 20 at times uh, to be able to pick up the game and play it. Plus it's on Game Pass, so perpetually there for fans that are already uh, subscribed to Game Pass Ultimate. And I wanted to take a moment to talk about some of the updates that we got this this year in 2020 with all the stuff going on. Uh, this year has forced Rare to slow down the pace, um, something that I think we were hoping that they would do uh, in 2019 when they were committing to releasing one content update every month, uh, something that we saw tended to be either a little light on content uh, as it was just a smaller introduction of different things or story bits that were kind of unfolding the story as we kind of jumped on each new update every month. And it, it tended to get a little overwhelming, tended to have a lot of stuff going on, especially it didn't really leave room for things like the Summer of Sea of Thieves events uh, or, or the uh, State of Decay uh, a couple of weeks where we we're working on getting the actual livery set before it went to Emporium. So seeing how 2020 has kind of panned out, uh, I think this is one of the better cadence uh, content years for Sea of Thieves. Granted, we've only had two previous years. In the first year, we had uh, big expansions that were big rollouts for the game. They were heavily judged by the community, but they also added a lot to the game, a lot that people wanted. And the idea that Sea of Thieves has no content is no longer an issue. No one has ever said, uh, man, I really wish there was more content uh, nowadays when there's so much to do and check out. But with this uh, year, this year uh, forcibly has had some measures where they've had to take a month off. And granted, when I say month off, what I what I mean is not to say that they aren't working. What I mean to say is, is that they are working on content for the future. And that is something that is going to be really interesting to see just how 2021 uh, pans out because they're already promising us a lot of big content in 2021 when uh, when when we get a chance to actually get there. Hopefully when things calm down and coconut fever isn't quite as dangerous as it is right now. Bear in mind, don't eat coconuts you aren't familiar with. So taking a look at this year, I wanted to take a look at and see what we actually got. And it starts off with the second anniversary, which due to the coconut fever uh, pandemic, 
forced a lot of pirates to stay indoors, uh, especially early in that year. And it was kind of a tough situation where they had to transition from the studio to home and working from home. But they still managed to manage to ship ships of fortune. And that was our big introduction to the emissary system, uh, to ledgers, and gave us a host of costumes that were teased a little bit prior with the Athena runs that we were doing earlier and getting the Athena's fortune costume. And Ships of Fortune really capitalized on what we needed in Sea of Thieves, which was a reputation level boost to the cap, giving us uh, reputation boosts, as well as an entire new reputation to actually grind out with the Reaper's fortune or Reaper's bones. And having that really capitalized on what I think is a future move that Rare should consider doing with prestiging levels, being able to retain the reputation uh, significance of your level 75 uh, gold hoarders, but being able to reset that rank and get a little bit on the side that says like, hey, you reset your rank. So here's a title, here's a costume, here's a cosmetic that you have access to because you've reset your reputation with them. And this is a very game aspect of the game. This is not something that is a very lore driven aspect of the of the game, but uh, that this is definitely something that helps push people to work on uh, a goal, to, to have a goal, to have something to do. Um, ledgers right now, uh, I, I, I would say the emissary ledgers are one of the biggest pain points for fans of the game who want to grind stuff and have a reason to grind stuff. And the ledgers were great uh, when they came out because it pushed us all to get these new cosmetics that were introduced as a result of getting into the uh, first two tiers of the, or not the first two, the top two tiers of the ledger. And we haven't seen a change to that. And this was an update that came out in April. And we kind of expected that after a few months uh, that the, the cosmetics would change from the sails to something else, like a figurehead or a hull. And they just haven't. And it's really curious why this uh, current system has been neglected when it was um, not promised, but uh, said that they were they were looking to change up the cosmetics when enough time had passed and people had had opportunities to get the sales. Um, and and if you haven't tried for the sales for the different emissaries, it's actually fairly easy to get into the top twenty five percent because that's how it's broken down. It's in twenty five percent increments, as far as I recall. Um, and you actually get a an achievement once you get all of them in the top tier for five months in a row, or at least. For for five months and that was one of those things that a lot of people pushed for but not too many people have really kept up with it not too many people really care to keep up too much with it because there isn't a, a cosmetic driving it and that tends to be what uh is about we tend to go for experiences and hunt down the cosmetics and that is that's the goal that we're working towards in game and that was all brought to us by Ships of Fortune. Ships of Fortune was the thing that introduced that huge drive. It put people out there hunting for treasure again. And that was a really amazing time to actually see how things were going. Uh, shortly after that, we had a smaller update called Lost Treasures, which I'm not going to, to keep in this because I want to keep it to, to five uh, in introductions so far for this year. 
and kind of rank those. So the next uh, big update that we got was Haunted Shores. And this was awesome because it introduced Flameheart. It confirmed him being senior, which a few of us had known for a while, but many of uh, others had suggested it was junior. Uh, junior is still MIA in the Sea of Thieves, and we haven't quite figured out who he is, although I have some new speculation on that uh, that I'll probably touch on in a future episode. But Haunted Shores gave us or ghost fleets, which really confused me as well as many others to this day of tripping over our words when we talk about fleets, because for the longest time it's been skeleton fleets and skeleton ships. But now we have ghost ships and the Sea of the Damned had ripped open these portals had uh, birthed out these uh, these ghost fleets, these ghost galleons, and we were tasked with taking them down uh, to, to ensure that Flameheart could not uh, reclaim the Sea of Thieves for his own and do away with the pirates and our alliances, as it were. Uh, next, we had the Ashen Winds, which um, I'm going to take into account during the November update where they adjusted the health. Uh, I'm going to speak to that version of Ashen Winds because that's kind of the best state that it's in at the moment and how that feels. Uh, but Ashen Winds introduced the crew, the 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 uh, the the captains or the commanders that Flameheart trusted to to do things to build his fleet um to to jail his his damned uh to to take care of the people that Flameheart needed to take care of his ashen lords were that and we had wondered how ashen lords were going to be introduced into the game as you recall back in heart of fire uh we found out that the chest was a way to um reclaim the ashen lords and that stitcher jim is supposedly turning into an ashen lord uh since he stuck his hand in the cookie jar and flameheart got really upset about it and we still don't know where wanda is so that's kind of a weird thing i'm really hoping that we get more story in 2021 now that i think about it i really want to find out what's going on with this lore i feel like it's kind of been stretched and i and i blame coconut fever for this it is completely coconut fever's fault and I'm hoping that we kind of get back to uh, our roots of, of storytelling in Sea of Thieves, because that's where I think that this game really shines. But Ashen Winds was um, met with some mixed reception. It was a really hard event uh, on par with the Fort of the Damned, but it was anywhere out in the world where um, you had to sail to it and you had to complete it. And the fight itself, mechanically, is exceptionally well done because it really upped the game of what the uh, what the skeleton lords had. No longer were you just summoning skeletons, doing a knockback, and um, shooting people uh, uh, with with different weapons and stuff. Um, this actually introduced lunging fireballs and molten balls of of lava and uh, doing lunges, as well as summoning an actual volcanic storm that rained brimstone down on your ship if it was too close and superheated the water around so it really did a lot in the sense of expanding upon the boss mechanics that are present with our current skeleton lord system and i really appreciated that tech part that came in with the actual game and it introduced itself as a new world event although the balance behind killing certain uh ashen lords at different times to try and ensure that you got all of them that rng was still is still kind of a a hit and miss uh for for me as far or a miss as far as uh how i feel that that content update went out 
After that, we ended up getting the Vault of Ancients, which was our new introduction akin to the Haunted Shores, which introduced a new voyage of ghost fleets for the Order of Souls. The Vaults of Ancient introduced uh, the Gold Hoarders, a new type of voyage, something that hasn't been in the game at all um, compared to like the Tall Tales. And this gave us an opportunity to hunt down pieces of a treasure or a treasure map and actually piece them together and then go out and find a key and then take that key to a specific island where there is a, a, a vault that you can open up and you can either take the treasure out of there and sell it or you can take the key to the gold hoarders and give them back the key most people usually opt to open the vault in lieu of the sheer amount of gold that is inside of them depending on the value and reputation that you have with the gold hoarders and it was a really fun way to bring in some of the vaults to the game outside of the tall tales that anyone could experience and get kind of customed. Uh, some of the drawbacks to this were the fact that the vaults operated different differently than the puzzle vaults for the shores of gold and for the tall tales uh, as far as like the shroud breaker where once you complete opening up the puzzle the door would stay open and not drowned. Uh, whereas this one, once the door, door door closes, the water fills in and you die inside. There is no safe haven. You have to be outside the vault when it shuts or you lose your life and anything that you left inside of there. And it changed up the way that we see players uh, on ships um, over at different uh, islands. You know, now when you see an island, uh, based ship you think maybe that they're actually working on a vault and i've had success uh sailing with friends as we head over to a ship only to find out that they are nowhere to be in sight and and stay out for quite a while only to find out that they're probably doing an, a vault uh and and how you decide to go about either taking that treasure or taking their ship or sinking their ship and killing them and taking the treasure afterwards it's a real interesting dynamic to push players to uh experimenting with other crews that they come across on the seas and the last one that I wanted to touch on was the fate of the damned, which I uh, totally botched the name of earlier in the episode. So apologies for the, the fans out there that are upset about that. But the fate of the damned is our Halloween event. It brought on uh, a host of new cosmetics with uh, ship liveries, weapons, as well as costumes and pets. And it really tried to capitalize on what had been uh, laid into the groundwork for Sea of Thieves prior. Uh, in the first year for Halloween, we got the beacons and the, the Well of Fates on the Ferry of the Damned, and we got different colors depending on how we died. And with the, the 2019 update, for uh for that we had the the um actual old boot fort was changed into the fort of the damned and the fort of the damned uh had uh, the ghost of gray morrow occupying it and we would summon him by uh introducing all the colors of the well of fates into different statues that actually bear the resemblance of the ferryman and different ways that he would have died uh and it's interesting to 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 set that up so that you can actually work on it but it's shrouded in mist so it always brought in uh, different crews trying to tuck or trying to to hide out on the island and steal the treasure or steal the key or sink your ship or kill you and and uh just have fun leaving all the treasure there for you to come back and wonder if they're still hanging around in some sort of uh malicious kind of game of minds i i don't even know where i'm going with that one but the the fate of the dam introduced smaller voyages that allowed you to, to kind of use uh the build rats as a way to introduce people to the fate of the dam or fate fate or to the well no 
what is it? The Well of Fates, I think. Um, and and introduce how you actually get flames, and then as as well as actually using those flames to learn about some of the stuff going on around the seas. Uh, it's been something that I think Seethes uh, in in the team at Rare are working on right now is to try and introduce content that reflects on some of the past history of the game it's it's got a lot of stuff in it and not all of it is stuff that gets used all the time so uh Lorena's um legends of the sea books are part of the uh flameheart things and we actually had the introduction of the um events portion of our ui so now when events show up there's a specific place you can see all of the uh events and their their requirements to be able to get the different stuff that comes along with them and you no longer have to be pushed out to the website to actually um check your progress which is nice you can actually stay in the game especially on xbox it's a lot more convenient to stay in the game and be able to check your progress on all that stuff and see what you have to work on next um the drawback to that was the design of it and how I feel like that still needs some iteration to try and really uh, explain to people without them getting too lost in in the minutia of the different sections to make sure that people are uh, clear about what part they're working on and what they need to do to accomplish their goals to be able to unlock the cosmetics that are tied to those events. So those are the five. We had Ships of Fortune, Lost Treasures, uh haunted shores um or not sorry i wasn't counting out lost treasures so ships of fortune haunted shores ashen winds vaults of the ancient and fate of the damned and after this break i'll be right back with my top five and what i think they're going to be and i'm curious to think what you would rank these as well All right, I'm back and I wanted to touch on uh, the the different content updates that we've gotten so far. Obviously, I'm expecting one in December because we've had one in December for a while now. And uh, it started out with the Gilded Voyages. It moved into gifts, which a lot of people didn't really enjoy. And we don't quite know what we'll have this month, but it's going to be something from what I understand uh, as a result of, of November being a lighter month as far as uh, uh, content but a bigger uh, bigger update as far as fixing some of the stability issues that have been going on with the game uh, I will say that this month I've definitely noticed that the game is more stable um, I'm still running into a lot of the same bugs that I typically run into and I don't know if those are things that will will ever get fixed with the game there's always some wonkiness. Uh, I know in, in the Discord server, um, we've had a few people kind of mention that there is a <laughs> there's a spot, if you don't know, over in uh, the Dagger Tooth outpost near the the tavern. And it's <laughs> it's funny because wherever this spot is, now I haven't actually gone and looked for it, but there's a spot in Dagger Tooth Outpost near the actual tavern that if you happen to be walking around it um, there's a place where you can actually fall through the world and i i don't know i i don't know if this is something that's been fixed yet i don't think so because we haven't had an update but uh i know schlugenda on uh the tavern as well as a couple other people had mentioned this and they said that if you spawn in dagger tooth outpost uh there's a spot near the tavern 
under the map uh where no where you can drop under the map it's right outside the tavern next to the legendary stairway uh and you can get into the legend tavern from underneath which that's funny the fact that you can actually kind of glitch your way through the world without trying to um but cannon monkeys mentioned that they've they've had it in the past as well too so i'm curious to know if anyone's run into this as well if that's uh, more of a, a well-known actual <laughs> actual bug i think it's hilarious um but getting to the top five so starting off uh with the the worst update and and when i say worst update i hope you know that i that i mean it with the most respect uh that that i can give to the team the team works hard to make this update these updates come out i hope that they don't feel like the this update is particularly pushed on uh what they worked on because it's it's not intended that way um but i i have to say that the uh that the ashen winds is probably the the worst update in my mind um it felt the most disconnected with the lore even though we were getting lore characters uh the event itself was exceptionally hard and similar to fort of the damned um it was hard enough to detract more casual fans of the game from doing it because there was other ways to earn gold and subsequently they've actually fixed it so with the fix right now it still lands in my number five spot uh as far as the updates go but it is in a much better position than it was when it first came out uh so i wanted to, to kind of leave you with the idea that if you haven't done it it's worth doing now the gold has been increased as far as what you get from it the value has been increased from what you get for it and it takes a lot less time to actually work on it so in its current state ashen winds is much better than it was at launch but it still falls into that uh rank five spot for me um and part of that is actually due to the rng uh dealing with the rng of when it pops is it's not a certain thing that you can actually go out and set to do you can never set out to do an ashen winds right when you actually get into a, a into a session and that's kind of a bummer you have to wait for it to pop and then you have to hope that no one else is doing it or you have to fight them off as well or potentially alliance with them and uh, actually join in trying to kill them. But then you have to worry about divvying up the gold and then eventually betraying them afterwards. And it tends to get kind of messy. Uh, after that, I would say that the Vault of the Ancients is, well, hmm. yeah, I'd have to say Vault of Ancients is in my number four position. And it's it's kind of a tough situation for me because in, in all honesty, I actually really liked this update. I thought it brought some great things to the gold hoarders that I absolutely loved. The compass, finding the portions of the map is amazing. I love being able to know what an island is before I get the whole map and being able to get rewarded uh, with achievements or commendations based on that. Um, and I absolutely love this event, but it just wasn't a whole lot outside of that one main thing that one main part of the actual uh game was what that entire update was about and i think they even had the the event or i think the the build rat notes was intended to come out with that but i think it ended up getting pushed back as well too but i might be misremembering that uh coming in at number three i'm gonna say that the uh fate of the damned is next it was a great uh introduction of a lot of really cool cosmetics to the actual game not just to the emporium but it brought upon uh, a fun time to experiment with the different lanterns and to go out and uh, take on smaller uh, or, or less threatening versions of the ghost of gray morrow um 
the fights were pretty quick and they spaced it out in a really good time frame where it unlocked by week and all of it was contained within the events page so it was easy to track and having it piecemealed out uh, week to week to week actually felt good because I would go out, I would do everything that I could in a couple sessions, and then I felt free to not have to worry about it. I could do something else if I wanted to, and it didn't feel like I had to do everything all up front and try and get it all knocked out when it was still popular to do. And bear in mind, this is coming from someone who's recently decided to try and avoid pushing myself to do that. But I still feel that drive whenever there's new content to go out and explore and, and see how it plays. Uh, but this kind of feels like the way I would like to have content designed. I would like to have a whole month actually planned out week by week by week and have it gated so that I have something to look forward to each week. Uh, if anyone's been watching The Mandalorian, it's it's kind of a bummer that you can't just binge the entire show all at once, but there's something about looking forward to that Friday and having something to watch over the weekend uh, to be able to enjoy having that bit of uh, content that that comes out each week and have know that, you know, the next week you may not like this week's worth of stuff, but in next week there's going to be something different. And it really kind of uh, gives you a little bit more to chew on for that that monthly update. Um, number two would definitely have to be Haunted Shores. Uh, I absolutely love the Ghost Fleets. I think it was a great way to add a variety to the Order of Souls. And it really gave us a big taste of lore with Flameheart kind of showing himself as, uh, as since, the, since the actual um, Seabound Soul. The Seabound Soul was the first time uh, we ever saw Flameheart in the sky. This is his biggest return in Haunted Shores. It's crazy that it, it went... Uh, what is it, six or seven months since we'd seen Flameheart and to have him back and yelling at us, a lot of people got sick of it and it was another world event, so it was tough. But the fact that you could always grab um, the actual voyages and work on those was great. And to have these things um, drop supply crates with little ghosts floating above them was a beautiful touch. It was a great way to, to show that they have learned what they uh what what some of the pain points were from the cursed sales update and the iteration that they've done with the cursed fleets and showing that you know they can they can do cursed sales 2.0 and really have it impact really have it show like you can build up some some drama around this event and that was a great great way to introduce uh the the actual bridging of the two realms from the sea of the damned and the sea of thieves and how they cross over because we've been using all these dark relics to to weaken the the veil between these two realms and how because of that because of duke and his toil toiling with that and, and trusting with uh stitcher jim that wanda has been able to uh strengthen uh Flameheart's bond to our world from the sea of the dam and to to see how that plays out is going to be oh, i hope we're really going to be able to get to see that i'm looking forward to it and Coming in the number one spot, of course, has to be Ships of Fortune. There was so much that came in with this update. It was really great to see the emissary system. It really increased uh, the threat and giving us a pure PvP faction, giving us a Reaper's, uh, Reaper's Bones to actually utilize the Reaper hideout in the middle of the ocean, something that we'd been seeing the, the slow buildup over the last year and finally, finally seeing that 
that that eventual end game the actual uh the the hideout itself and i'm 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 hoping for that other shoe to drop i want to see what's underneath that that door i want to know what's going on down in there because i have i have tons of speculation on it but i i can't say for sure until we actually get in there and i'm excited to do that but getting the increase in reputation for the the original three factions was great it pushed everyone to start working on getting to 75 um at first the numbers were off but by the end of it they've definitely kind of tuned it so it's a little bit better uh to to grind out without just completely annihilating the the uh last 10 levels of athena fortune in the first week because it just they just didn't have the math right on the bonuses and stuff so but it also brought in all of the cosmetics that came with it all the ship liveries all the costumes all of those look great the merchant alliance is still some of the best cos costumes that i've seen in the game uh i absolutely love the design of those and i'm looking forward to seeing like what gets changed if we're going to get additional ones in the future or if we're going to get new reputation or increased reputation things like that ships of fortune really really showed what year two of sea of thieves could be and if and i still feel this way if not for coconut fever this year potentially could have been one of the best years sea of thieves has had since launch uh and, and even with the introduction they were they were doing really well um but i'm glad that they decided to take time to really kind of like take some take some months off to balance to uh, bug squish um, to make sure that they're that they're not spending too much time getting content out for the sake of getting content out and actually trying to make sure that um, people are are appreciating that the game is in a good state while they push out new content because if it's not playable there's not really a reason to, to join in on the new content if you can't play it if you're if you're butting up against really big issues um, so I, I, I love these updates. Uh, I think this has been one of the most interesting years that Sea of Thieves has had outside of the first one. The first one really had a, a through line, a plan of what they wanted to do and they executed on it, uh, masterfully, um, year two was really kind of a way to find a way to, to release content in a sustainable manner and to actually find a sustainable manner for the game to continue to produce uh, revenue streams so that they can justify the, the, the production value or the production costs on that. Year three so far um, has been interesting with them moving from the studio to working from home and still putting out content. I think they've done a great job as a result of those conditions. I would have loved to have seen what 2020 could have been had it not for had it not been uh for for coconut fever and i'm looking forward to what 2021 brings hopefully when things get back to a a state where the team can start working in the studio again where they can kind of get back to uh what they are used to doing and it's it's interesting to see just people coming and going and, and the new ideas being pushed out there um and and i'm looking forward to seeing like what's coming in december and how that's going to compare uh, to the the latest uh, five, six, if you want to consider Lost Treasures, um, but the last five major updates that we've had in Sea of Thieves this year. Uh, so far, it's been a good year, and, and I'm hoping that December will really round it out as, a, as a, a good update for us to end the year on as we look forward to 2021. 
But that's so far away, it feels like. And there's so much that's going to be coming in the future to distract us. So I'm going to leave it at here. Um, I thought it was going to be a, a light. Well, I guess it was a lighter news week. So it's been a light news week, but it was a good good discussion week for me uh, to kind of get some of the stuff that I've been thinking about off my chest. So I appreciate you guys uh, for hanging out with me to, to chat. I still would love to hear your guys' thoughts, your your feedback on this, because um, I you're, you're part of the discussion, honestly. If, if it wasn't for you guys uh, sharing the podcast, writing in the reviews, uh, joining the Patreon, um, listening passively as a way to keep up with the game when you're not actually playing it, all of these things matter to me so much. But I really want to hear from you. I really want to hear your viewpoints on this because as a solo show, I've got my opinion and I can bring on a plethora of guests and I try to, but really it's the listeners, you, you who are listening to this that I want to hear from. I want to know what your favorite update was, like what's your ranking on this? I want to hear your rowboat stories. I want to hear uh, your thoughts on, on how this year's been so far, how you feel about the state of the game, what you want from the game. Uh, I know what I want from the game, lots of things, but I'm curious what other people are looking for too. So uh, next update, um, we probably won't know what's going on with December. So if you want to send in your feedback, I would love to get it because I think I might need it for next week's update because I think we might have a light news week as well. I would love to get some uh, community conversation in on next week's episode. And if we do get a lot of news, I'll push it. You know what? I'll push it out to, to the week after and I want community feedback, um, but it's dependent on you. You're you're the key in this in this situation, unless you bring the content for me, I won't get the get to discuss your thoughts on this. So let me know um, if you want to get a hold of me. There's plenty of ways to do it at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter, C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always join the Discord with First Mate's log as well as questions and feedback in the podcast section in the Discord server. Um, if you want to reach me, there's tons of ways to contact me in the show notes. The show notes, honestly, they have all the affiliate links. They have all of my contact information. Um, there's plenty of ways to get in touch with me and this is this is probably the week i'm going to ask for you guys to send in feedback the most because i i really am curious to hear how people's uh thanksgiving went if you celebrated it how your golden glory weekend went who got the most gold uh how much gold did you guys get and also what your favorite updates were as well as you know some of your favorite rowboat plays so those are those are your your homework for the for the podcast i want to know for this upcoming week and if i get enough then i may just do an entire episode just on your guys's uh comments and, and commentary that's going to do it for the show folks uh, i hope you liked it i hope you enjoyed it um, if you did definitely let me know definitely feel free to sh support me in the ways that you can um, especially if it's a way that is is the easiest for you i appreciate that the most and with that pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And 
We're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Are you worried you don't have all the answers? Have you ever found yourself in an internet rabbit hole? Call Call Mystery Mystery Time Time Live today. today! It's a new detective business. With plenty of heart. And a questionable track record. We're only in the office for an hour. Every Wednesday. Come hang out. Solve a mystery. It's a podcast. It's a live show. It's a swell time. Subscribe now! The producers of Mystery Time Live ask kindly not to take any advice or guidance of the host because they have no idea what they are doing. No mystery will actually be fully solved unless individualized spontaneous outside source or sheer luck. You can find them live on Twitch app and find their podcast later on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Listening may cause hurtful your death or loss of sanity. We are sorry. This is probably legally binding and you cannot do it.